not sure what we're doing with these. I'd like to welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate the 
good crowd and everybody's made an effort to be here and appreciate our kids singing this morning blessed us and uh, we're just uh thankful to be in the lord's house this morning uh like uh, most people we got a lot of a lot of people on our heart and our minds uh, a lot of sickness and uh people passed away at least one person i guess but uh i uh my thought was just coming in here and uh just the peace and love and just uh we don't want to forget about everything going on out there in a way but in a way we do we just want to come in the lord's house and dismiss the world for a little bit and uh hopefully his spirit will move powerful through the church this morning and uh see some people get saved or get back where they need to be with him this morning but we're thankful to be here and uh i'm ask brother blaine dismisses sunday school thankful to be in the Lord's house this morning. Yeah. The way things have been going, we, don't, we never know from one day to the next what's going to happen, but uh, one thing I do know about, when it comes time for me to leave here, I got a better place to go. And uh, I thank the Lord for everybody that's here and able to be here. Yep. And uh, I, I, <clears throat> I couldn't tell you how many people have told me that they, they watch us on the live stream. Right. And I appreciate that. If they're not able to be at church, that's the very thing they ought to do. And... Uh, and I, I'm thankful if, if I can just help somebody just, just a little bit. That's what I'm doing it for. 
And, and I've said over and over and over, I can tell you how many times, this, doing this job probably helps me more than it does anybody else. And uh, so I, I thank the Lord for, and I come to church Wednesday night <clears throat> and left my Bible laying up here. Of course, I've got, I got a couple more of them at home, but uh, I already had my Sunday school lesson worked over and my references all run and everything, and I left it all in this Bible. And uh, so I had to just kind of go over the book a little bit, but <clears throat> uh, we're in the 10th chapter of the book of Luke, uh, the 25th, starting at the 25th verse. And uh, talks about love. love for, the title of it's love for neighbors, but uh, and and we've talked the last couple of weeks about loving people, and God is love. And if we've got Him in our heart, we've got love in our heart. And uh, but this first, listen to this first verse. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying. Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He stood up and he tempted Jesus. Uh, I don't know if he was really serious about the thing or not. He just wanted to see what Jesus said. And uh, and I, I got to thinking, if there, there, there was a whole bunch of religious people in this day and time that was, that was trying to keep the law as a way to get to heaven. They was all about the law of Moses. And, and most of them, a big, uh, probably a big majority. And I, I got to thinking, that, that's just exactly the way it is in our day and time. There's a, there's a whole lot of people that believes you got to live just so, so and so and say, if I live good enough, maybe I'll get there. And then there's other people say they got, they got saved, but they got to, they got to keep the law in order to keep it. And, uh, uh, the law is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. The law was given to let me know that I was a sinner. And, uh, and it, it done its job with me. And it's still doing its job with with everybody that comes into the world. I believe I believe God's law through the gospel is going to reach every person that's ever been born. And and let them know that they need Jesus. But I I was thinking if you go back and if people would go back and read the Old Testament. Just read read the testimonies of David and Job. And, and some of those guys back there, they had the same testimony we've got. And, uh, and I, said, I said last week or week before last that I didn't love God before I got saved. And that's absolute fact. But he put his love down in my heart when I got saved. And David said, in, and Everybody can pray. Quote this scripture by heart. I hope you can. In the 116th Psalm, David said, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. 
And uh, when we, every one of us, that God, every one of us has been saved. When we come to Jesus, we come crying out for mercy. And he heard every one of us. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Now listen, this is where I was at. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful, and the Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And Isaiah, in, in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, the first verse says, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And uh, he was preaching, and, and you read the rest of that chapter, and, and he's preaching about Jesus. The sacrifice that was made on Calvary's cross. And uh, so these, these people that were dependent on the law, they had, they had the gospel going out from the beginning. The gospel, the gospel started moving in the world when, when God called out to Adam in the garden. And, uh, and it's, been, it's been going ever since. The Bible, the Bible said, talking about the prophets, said holy men of God wrote as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. And uh, some of those prophets was telling about things to come. Well, Terry gets up here pretty regular, talks about heaven. We ain't seen it yet. It's coming, though. Just like these people back here, Isaiah preached about Jesus. He's coming. He's going to, he's going to die and all the sacrifices he made, and, and they all come to pass. He, 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 filled, he filled ever ever prophecy Exactly to a to a jot and a tittle as, as the said goes, he done it. Every bit of it, the prophecy that was prophesied of him is fulfilled. And I'll, I'll say this: for my part, as far as I can as far as I can tell, by reading the Bible, the only prophecy that's not fulfilled. In this book is Jesus is coming back to get us. And uh, a lot of people tell you a lot of big tales about monsters and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the Antichrist, you read the Bible. The Bible said the Antichrist is already here. And that was way back in the apostles' day. The devil's been in the world from the beginning. He's the one tempted Adam and Eve. That's the Antichrist. Any, anything that tells you 
Anything to tell anybody that Jesus ain't come yet or, or there is no such thing, that's Antichrist, that's the devil. Have you ever, and I know we had, to, we had these problems before we got saved to some extent, but have you ever since you've been saved had, had the devil slip up on you and say, you ain't never been saved, there ain't no such thing. I couldn't tell you how many times he's tried to tell me that. And uh, then, the, then the Spirit of the Lord come along either in a church service or one way or another, God let me know that he's real. And uh, the thing of it is, this fellow right here is not saved. The devil can tell him that and be telling the truth. So you ain't saved. This thing here is not saved. But I got a hope in this thing right here. The Bible said he's going to change our vile body and make it like unto his glorious one. So he's going to, he's going to take the devil out of here. He's going to take all the bad stuff out of here. Now, I don't understand all about the resurrection, but we're going to get up with his likeness. David said, I'll be satisfied when I wake with his likeness. And if, if, if them people didn't know nothing about salvation, how did David know he was going to wake in his likeness? And, uh, and Isaiah, there, I was looking for it, and I couldn't find it. I, I was reading the scripture just a day or two ago in Isaiah and it was talking about the resurrection it didn't say resurrection in that word but it's, it was talking about the resurrection and uh, so them fellas them fellas back there that that come to God when he called them had the same thing we got exactly same spirit some people say, well, the Spirit come on the day of Pentecost. The Spirit fell on the church on the day of Pentecost for sure. But the Spirit's been in the world ever since the beginning. When God, was, when God created it, it said the Spirit moved on the face of the waters. And if you read the Bible, there's a, there's a scripture somewhere that says the waters were people, nations, kindreds, and tongues. So the, it started in the beginning moving on the face of the waters and it ain't quit yet. Still moving, trying to get people to get saved. But anyway, this lawyer come tempting him and uh, and if Satan tempted Satan tempted Jesus and and uh, we could say if Satan tempted Jesus, but we know he did. Satan tempted Jesus. And how much better a person, and I'm talking from a human standpoint now, how much better a person was Jesus than I am? And uh, he never committed any sin, none at all. I can't say that, and you can't say that. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Satan, Satan gets at us pretty easy sometimes because of our weakness. 
But Jesus left us an example in all that the Bible said he was tempted in every manner like as we are, yet without sin. So he, any temptation, the Bible said in every temptation that's common to man, Jesus, Jesus faced them and overcome them. Gave us an example and told us that if we depend on him, we could do the same thing in him. And uh, if I try to fight my battles by myself, I'm a loser. But with Jesus, you can't lose. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever believeth in him. And that's right out of your heart. I, there's millions of people in the world today that'll tell you they they believe in they believe in God, they believe in Jesus, but they don't believe in this getting saved or being born again stuff. And uh, if 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 they've not been saved, not been born again, uh, and and they they go out of the world the way they are, I feel sorry for them. The Bible said you must be born again. And uh, you got you to be sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. And uh, I've, I've heard people say they, they've, been, they've been saved and got the Spirit, but they don't have the Spirit. And you can't be saved without the Spirit. He that hath not the Spirit of Christ is none of his. That's that's Bible, and uh, but anyway, I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But uh, Satan, Satan, gonna throw everything he can at us. He did it, Jesus, and uh, so he said, "What must I do?" And he said unto him, "What is written in the law? How readest thou?" And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. And, Je- and he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do and thou shalt live. And a lot of people look at that and say, Well, if I, if I feed the hungry and take care of them, well, I'm all right. What we need to do is get saved, then we'll love God, and then we'll love our neighbor. And then do all the good works. We're created in Christ Jesus unto a good work, which God foreordained that we should walk in them. He, he expects us to do some good works. But let's get saved first and give the glory to God. And, and while we're doing those the natural things that people are trying to do to help people, then them's fine. I, I think we ought to do that. But then give God the glory. So, because if if we've got the, if we've got the wherewithal to help people when they're in need or got a problem or whatever, it's because God gave it to us. 
And uh, so we need to get saved first. And then you can do your good works. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right this do, and thou shalt live. So if you get saved, you've got eternal life. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Now you get... If we're not careful, as a church, as a church, if we're not careful, we'll kind of be picky about who we invite to church. And... uh, the Bible, the Bible told it. He 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 told his church. He said, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and whosoever believeth and is baptized shall be saved." And that's that's baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now that ain't talking about the water. And and I believe you ought to be baptized in the water after you got saved. You ought, if you're able, you ought to join a church and be baptized. And I don't, I don't believe anybody can really work for Jesus till they get their light on a candlestick. Not like they ought to, anyway. But he was willing to justify. And now, sometimes, a lot of times, we as God's people want to justify ourselves. And we'll we'll make excuses and say, God, somebody else can do that better than I can. If if God if God puts it on your heart to testify or just just say a word to somebody, invite somebody to church or whatever, if God puts it on your heart, He's got a He's got a very good reason for you doing that. Whoever he gives it to, he's got a good reason for that or you wouldn't get it. So we need need to follow what God gives us to do in order to be the light to the world that he wants us to be. And that's, I, I, I beat that subject to death, I guess. But that's why we're here, to be a light to the world. Let our people know that they need to get saved. So, but he was willing to justify himself. said, who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, from a natural standpoint, we probably ain't run into that kind of a situation. Maybe, I don't know. But from a spiritual standpoint, every one of us was half dead. We were all dead in trespasses and sin, even though we was walking around in the flesh and had life in this body. Uh, we didn't really, We didn't really have life I didn't really, I don't know if I can get it across or not. <clears throat> I didn't really have life 
till that Sunday morning in 1956 when God gave it to me. And, uh, but only half alive. The body was alive, but the soul, spirit was dead. But God made us alive. And, and this goes right along with what I was talking about, the baptism. He, he, de he delivered me to Lima Missionary Baptist Church and said, now you take care of him. And if I owe you anything, I'll pay you. And if it wasn't for this church, where would I be? I mean, I'm talking about it since after I got saved. This church, this church has helped me way more than I've ever done anything to help anybody else. And best, my opinion, I say this all the time, but from from the day I got saved till today, best church I've ever seen anywhere. That's my opinion. And everybody else ought to have the same opinion of their church. But uh, but that's my opinion. Some of the best people in the world in this church right now and was in this church when I got saved. And there's way more of them probably over on the other side than there is here now. But this church took me up just like a newborn baby and, and carried me and helped me and, uh, and still does. You may not realize it, but uh, that's the way it is. And we take care of one another. At least we ought to. Anybody got any comment? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now, I mentioned, I mentioned a while ago that if God gives you something to do, and that's, that's talking spiritual, but now from a natural standpoint, if we, get, if we got in a natural situation that somebody needed some help and we were available and able to do that, then we ought to do that in the name of Jesus. We wouldn't need to preach to them. But just do the best we can to help people. And some of them will take notice, like they did back in the disciples' time, that they'd been with Jesus. And uh, it never ceases to amaze me the, the, amount, the number of people that come to this church and then just go on about, about the love that's in this church. And if people, people from outside can come in and see that, then it's, it's got to be real obvious. And it makes me proud. Maybe that's not the right attitude to have. But 
I, I'm proud of my church. And I thank God every, every, time I, every time I try to pray, I thank God for our church and how good he's blessed us. And uh, we, got, we got something real special. By the same token, everybody that's been saved got the same thing. <laughs> got something real special. But now, Jesus told Peter, I believe, he said, Satan's desired to sift you as the, as the chaff on the threshing floor. I, don't, I can't quote that, but you know what I'm talking about. He desired, Satan's desired to get his hands on you, to stop your testimony. And he's tried. You ever, you've, you ever one know this? You've had experiences. Satan's tried to stop you one way or another. Throw roadblocks at you, put stuff in your head, and and just keep get you messed up. If he can do that, he can stop my testimony. I might I might still go on and and say, oh how I love Jesus. And then the world set back in life at me. Because they know better. If they know my life's dirty, then they know better if I'm if I'm walking around in the handshake up here shaking hands and and don't belong here. The world knows better. And uh so we need, to, uh, we need to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And whether you're a priest, and it talks about the Levite on down here, you, if you're a preacher or a deacon or a song leader or Whatever you are in church, we've ever one got the same responsibility. And uh, I know, I know, uh, Terry's got a great big job. Now I don't envy him his job at all. Uh, I told my wife. I probably told you this before, but when when Terry took his sabbatical trip. Uh, I told my wife, we, us, us guys was kind of doing some visiting to hospitals and stuff. I said, I don't know how he keep, Terry can keep from being depressed all the time. There's some of them people's in real terrible shape. And uh, so I don't, I don't envy him his, his job at all. And, uh, but if God could stop him, he would. I mean, they, Satan, if Satan could stop him, he would. But God, if we depend on God, God will keep us going. And likewise, a Levite. And... Uh, He come down, the Levite come down that way, and he, 
He was a religious fellow. Well, the, deacon, the deacons can come by and be religious fellows and go right on by on the other side too. But we need to do our job the best we can by the help of the Lord. And don't let this, don't let this fellow here run things. If we let if we let nature have part in trying to do our job for God, we've messed up. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And uh, the very one that they figured wouldn't wouldn't help him did. And uh, people nowadays seem like people expect the church, if they've got a problem, they ex they expect the church to be able to help them. And sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, for one reason or another. But we need to when we can. And uh, and I've heard this compared to, to Jesus and uh, coming by and, and picking him up and putting the oil in his wound. Uh, and, and certainly Jesus done that for us. He picked us up, and he picked, he picked us up when we was the farthest down that we'd ever been. If you remember when God convicted you and told you you was lost, that's the farthest down I've ever been. And uh, when, when Ash was preaching that morning, I was I was tore up, I was down. But when I left the church house that morning, I was walking on the clouds. And uh, and and when when my heart's right, I'm still walking on the clouds. But uh it's all according to when we got clean hands, I guess. But anybody got a comment? And went to him, bound up his wound, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to the inn, and took care of him. And Jesus done that for us. He picked us up when we was wounded. Satan had us uh, down as far as we could get. And Jesus picked us up. And what he put down in here. When the, when the Spirit moves in my life and I remember where he brought me from, who I am and where he brought me from, then I'm, I'm up on, on cloud nine again, if you might say. And I might go, I might go through a day or two sometimes just dragging along and... and uh, Seemed like can't get a hold of the Lord at all. But then something will happen that I'll get, I'll get right back where I need to be. 
And I, I'll throw this in for, for what it's worth. God never has left me. If, I got, if, I've got a way for, if I've got a way, if there's been a distance between me and God, it was me that put it there. And I'm sure every one of you here understands that. It was me that put it there. David asked a question, who can ascend the hill of God? And then he answered that question and said, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart. And I say all the time, Jesus purified the heart. But it's up to me to keep these clean. And uh, sometimes, sometimes if we don't, if we'll walk through a day or two and, and, and don't depend on the Lord to help us, we get a little dirt on our hands. Maybe we don't have to do nothing real bad. Don't have to get out in the world and do a lot of things. Maybe just come to church and sit down here and God give you a testimony and you say somebody else can do that better than I can and just sit there. That's the Bible said to him that knoweth to do good and do it not to him it's sin. So if uh, we we sin about as much sitting in the church house as we do anywhere else I guess because we fail to do what God gives us. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said on him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. And uh, Jesus, if we can apply this to Jesus, he, he picked us up and he brought us to the church, put us in a church, and he said, when I come, come again, I'll repay you. Uh, there's, there's scriptures in the Bible that talks about uh, great is your reward in heaven, that I believe. And uh, a lot of people use that the wrong way. A lot of people claim... Say, well, if I, if I do more works than you do, I'm going to have more bigger reward. Ain't, that ain't so. The Bible said we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Every one of us got the same thing Jesus does. Not because, not because we've done a lot of big works, but because Jesus done a lot of big works and done them in our life. He went to the cross for us and he, and he saved us, and we've got that hope in us, and, and we go to heaven, heaven's ours. Uh, signed, sealed, and delivered. I, we're, we're sealed till the day of redemption. And uh, one of these days, Jesus is coming. And he's going to deliver up the kingdom, and... Every one of us, every one of, I guarantee, everyone that's been saved will enjoy heaven. God's already guaranteed that. I don't have to, but, but every, every one of us enjoy heaven. Great will be our reward in heaven. And it's not because of our works, it's because God saved us. 
But I'll tell you this, and I think, you, I think everybody knows this, but uh, there's no greater joy in this life than to be able to get your heart humble and do something for Jesus. If, if, God, if God lets you testify or just get down on your knees and pray and let you get hooked up real good. Or like Terry, I, I talk about Terry, he, his job's preaching. That's, that's one of them anyway. But his job's preaching, and when God lets him do that, there's no greater joy than to be able to do that. And when we're able to do our job and do it right, it's like, like the scripture said, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And ever since I've been saved, it's the greatest joy in my life being able to do something for, for Jesus for, right out of my heart. And, uh, and I feel bad sometimes. For whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I'll repay thee. Which now, and, and I'll say this too, this, uh, Jesus, he said, when two, where two or three gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So when we come together in the name of Jesus, he's here. So he puts, he puts in an appearance Every time, every time we come with our hearts right. 